Welcome to So This is Holland, an unexpected trip to special needs parenting, hosted by Michelle Finn and Donna Sandoval, fellow special needs moms, keeping it real and providing a place for you to listen in and say, oh my gosh, me too. Welcome back to So This is Holland. Today we are going to talk about something we all experience to one degree or another, and that is the beast of anxiety. So I know most of you are going to be able to relate to this. We all have those ups and downs in life. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. Donna, how are you? I am good. I'm here. I am keeping swimming. That is my motto. It's been my motto for a few months now, but I am definitely in the throes of anxiety, which isn't a place that I typically know myself to be in. Um, But with so many changes happening around us, I'm definitely feeling the tugs of anxiety and the side effects of that. So I'm all about today's episode. Let's chat. So with anxiety, I sometimes struggle with feeling anxiety. And I know I shouldn't because of what I do for a living. The fact that, you know, I lead these workshops for managing caregiver burnout and I'm in it. I'm currently in it. And I, that's why I call my programs managing caregiver burnout instead of overcoming now because it's all about managing it, right? It's There's never gonna be a time in life that we are just only having smooth times. There are gonna be moments for all of us that we're hitting those rough waters and we're kind of struggling. And like you, I'm, I'm there now too. There's a lot of change in our lives right now and it's starting to affect my health. And luckily I know that I need to get back within myself and focus, but let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, yeah, I we, we were talking a little bit about the different ways that, that people feel anxiety or manifest anxiety and the way it affects them. Like my husband has serious anxiety and when he is in it, you can feel the electricity like around him. Like I know to tiptoe a little bit carefuler, he's gonna blow up a lot quicker. He's short tempered. Um, I'm definitely more irritable, but I, I kind of go into myself and I dim, like, it's almost like anxiety hits me in the form of depression where I don't feel motivated. I don't feel inspired. I don't feel like peopling. Like I really just kind of pull into myself. And for me, when I am feeling anxiety, it's because I'm feeling lack of control, um, of the situation of worry about the unknowns to come. And I know for me, it's, it really just, I need to lean on my faith and the belief that I, God has a plan for me. And I know that he will use this and these struggles to be, make me become the person that I am and trying to remind myself of that is where I am right now, but it's not, I mean, it's easy to say, but it's really a lot harder to actually feel like that trust (laughs) and that that belief of like, yep, we got this. This is God's plan. But it's like, you can't help yourself from worrying and thinking of the what ifs of the situations to come. See, for me, um, anxiety is, is a physical thing for me. It manifests physically for me. The first anxiety attack I ever had, because because I have been diagnosed with severe anxiety, and the first anxiety attack I ever had was before I started this journey of mine, But I ended up in the hospital because I 
recognized something was going on. It was right after Josh broke his hips and I ended up going to the doctors and I got on an anxiety med and I had just started this anxiety med like a couple days before and I knew something was not right in my body. I felt really off and I called my mom who lived in Pennsylvania and I'm in North Carolina and I said, I need you to come. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pick up Josh from school. This was a couple years ago. Um, I need you to come because something's not right. And when I took Josh to school that day, I did tell them like my mom may be picking him up today. And I signed all those papers. I mean, cause I knew that there was something really wrong by that night. I felt like there was fire shooting up my spine, like literally it. I thought the medicine that they gave me that I may be having an allergic reaction to it at the hospital they actually tested me for drugs because oh my gosh i i didn't know how else to explain it like i literally felt every nerve in my body and this fiery feeling and it was scary it was really scary my heart was jumping out of my chest i was terrified and i had just went through all of that with the 186 um, heart rate and all of that so i was terrified and I ended up being diagnosed with anxiety and which started this whole thing for me, but I still have moments of that. And right now we have a lot of change going on in our lives. Good change, but scary change. Right. All change is so scary. And I think as special needs parents, it's amplified because it's not just our dealing of the change and navigating, but also like what it's, what it means for our children, the team around us, the doctors, the nurses, the therapists, the respite nurse, like, and just the fact of schools for James and a different house, a different room, like how is that going to affect him? And that's scary. I mean, any kind of change is scary, but when you are making the decisions of change that with our kids that thrive in routine and we kind of thrive in routine because we know what to yeah. expect. <laughs> like, so it calms us for them. It, it does. It does. Um, for us, it's, you know, a couple years ago, and I don't talk about this a lot. And so this is being very vulnerable for me. I moved Joshua's dad back into my house a few years ago. And guys, when you separate with an ex, there's a reason <laughs> that you separate with an ex. When you move them back into your house, not in in a couple way, but in like a co-parenting way, those issues still pop up. (laughs) Like why they sometimes it might be necessary for certain people, especially in the special needs community where you need, I mean, a lot of states don't have where the parent can get paid and it is hard and financially to have a special needs child Mm -hmm. and the things that you don't have. So sometimes it's a necessity that you you do for your child to move them back in, but it's it's not even money for me. The biggest thing for me is it's my biggest fear in this entire world is what if something happens to me, right? What if I, I don't wake up one morning and Josh is here because we don't have that support system. Mm -hmm. So what if, and I might cry talking about this because it really is like my biggest fear in the world is what if something happens to me and how long does it take? For somebody to realize that my son is here by himself. How long does he go without seizure meds? Is he going to have a seizure that kills him? How long does he go without a diaper change? How long does he go without food or drink? How long does he go without those things? So having his dad here gave me some 
sense of, okay, if he gets home from work, because he doesn't check on us in the morning when he leaves, but if he gets home from work and the bedroom door is still shut, he's going to peek in. And then Josh might have went a few hours without somebody. But what happens, because he doesn't show up, like he's moved before and disappeared for 13 months at one point. He lived four miles from us, but he was gone for 13 months. Because his theory is, and you'll see one of the reasons why he's leaving, um, his theory is if it hurt, if he isn't there for Josh, it hurts me, right? Because I want him to have that. That's how he's going to punish you. Yes. I want him to have that relationship with our son. Like Christmas, hey, come on over. Birthdays, come on over. Like that's who I am. And he's like, no, I don't think so. I'm not doing that. But I want him to have a relationship with Josh. Like it's not about us. It's about our kid, right? Like if we can't get along, so what? Take him on your own. Like I don't care. Like just love him. He deserves to be loved. And those are legitimate fears that I think that so many of us special needs moms feel. I mean, parents alone. I mean, we are there forever, right? In so many aspects. And at one point we will not wake up. We will not be here. And that is so, and I think that so often most anxiety is stemmed from fear, lack of control over a situation. And it's coping with it in a healthy way that doesn't allow it to make you sick, make you, you know, it's it, cause it can be completely overtaking of your life if you allow it to like it i mean it's it's debilitating at times well, and, we're, and i'm there right yeah like, i'm i work with other families and help them and i've taken the steps to help myself but this is an ongoing practice like if you let it slide you're gonna fall back and i'm there because with this change you know it hits me because he is moving out he is he's you know, I asked him several months ago, like, I, that we can't do this anymore. I, this isn't a, a healthy environment. I need you to go. And we're here now. We're here to that point. And so I've been getting sick lately. I've been getting uh, kidney stones. Um, it's actually one kidney stone that just doesn't want to pass, but it causes me a lot of pain. And then um, I was talking to Donna, and I haven't, like, really shared this with a lot of people, but they're talking about a pacemaker for me right now. <laughs> I got to cry for that because my heart is so slow because my stress level is so high. Like, and the doctors just look at me and they're like, you're going to die if you don't help yourself. We know that my stress affects my heart. I've been there before. It's what started this journey for me. And I'm, I'm like, so which that triggers my anxiety because that's right. my <laughs> like it's just, so I am. So like right now I am at that point where I'm like, okay, I know what to do. I help other people get here. So I am working out every day because for me, I have to do that. And yeah. that does raise my heart rate. My diet, um, like I've gained a lot of weight since my hysterectomy and that affects me, but you know, it's not because, and I've gone to a dietitian for this. It's not because I overeat. It's because I don't eat enough. So here I am with a low heart rate. I forget to eat through the day. It's 10 o'clock at night before I eat dinner and I haven't had anything to eat or drink all day. So my body's kind of like storing food for the winter. You know, like when we hibernate, my body's preparing for a famine. And And you really do need to cure. I mean, anxiety is so much in the gut. So if you really can start fueling your body with the right stuff, I'm 
I'm going to put my coaching hat on with you, not here in this episode, but in our side life and <laughs> stop. This is what I do. And I'm not going to allow you no, to and I appreciate without you me being there and put and kicking your ass along the way and being like, what are you doing? What did you eat? I want to see and start holding you accountable because that's what I do. And that's my, where I thrive. And I want to see you take control over that controllable because that's why I do what I do is that yeah. I feel so out of control that I know that when I work out and I fuel my body with the foods that I need, those are two things that if I'm not doing those things, I, it, I feel I feel guilty. I feel heavy. I have more anxiety. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I have all this yuckiness in my head that when I do show up in that level, I'm like, at least I know I've taken care of that. And I, it allows me some control in a completely chaotic world that we live in. And that's gives me my sanity. It gives me my strength to per persevere on through it. So you got coached Don up your ass now, girl. <laughs> I will gladly, gladly accept that. Um, but you know, that's, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I do know how to coach people, but I also have to follow those steps and I've done it. So and I know that I need coaches too. That is yeah, a very important thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I do like, I I'm doing, um, I have a coach right now that because of this, like I've recognized like, oh, I'm, oh, holy hell, I'm in a place of, of uh, you know, danger right now. Like I'm hurting myself. So I do like, I, I'll have you that's going to work with me on the health side of it. And then I have another one that is helping me on the mental side of it. And then I just went through another coaching course last week. Like I am turning it around now because once I recognized how far gone I was, I was like, oh, heck no. Like I'm not going back to that place. Well, and that kind of goes back to our caregiver burnout two-part episode. Like we know the steps to allow us to, to rise above this, but that doesn't mean that we're like, we don't go through it. it we're, I mean, we are in a cycle of grief constantly as special needs moms. It, it is cycles and our ups and downs and we fall out of practice of certain things, but we both know the power of allowing yourself to invest in yourself with a coach, like someone much like Michelle or someone like me, that we are the same way and that we invest in other people when we see the need of growth and that we know that we need that help and accountability. There's so much power in it, which is why we do what we do because we yeah. know the power in it. Like we believe yeah. in that and we know, and we've seen firsthand that it can help, that there are steps to take. You don't have to be stuck in this anxiety cycle. Yes. Will it probably pop up again? Yes. It is a constant practice, just like yoga or meditation. It is a practice. I mean, but going through it is also hard. So when we are practicing it, yeah. like things come up that you're not expecting to come up, like things that you aren't even causing you that anxiety, right? They're kind of just sitting right back there waiting for Heavy. you. And it, it pops up. It, it really pops up. Like I, I've seen this reoccurring thing with the coaches that I've um, been talking to lately. For me, it's childhood. Like there's some demons back there. Y'all heard about some of my crazy stuff from when I was younger. <laughs> there's some stuff back there that is kind of rearing its ugly head. And so even though our lives trigger us, right? Being special needs parents, it's very triggering. We're constantly in this state of worry. But there's other things in our lives that need to be fixed too. And once we fix those things and we start to take care of that little inner us, 
then we can start to heal. And that's kind of where I'm at now. So I find myself crying a lot more than normal because I am healing. Well, you have but, to allow yourself to feel it and not suppress it because that is yeah. part of the, the healing process, especially with childhood trauma. I mean, there is a lot there to unpack and feel yeah. because you haven't felt it. You've suppressed it for so long. Yes. And, and even with this whole thing with Josh's dad moving out, like admitting, because so many people have shamed me for having him here. Like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Da, da, da. And I'm like, you know, like, you don't know my life. Like you, you speak for you. And, but so for so many years, I just even hid that. Like I hid behind, like, oh, you know, but like shame I is heavy. The, the carrying shame of, or an yes. embarrassment of something that's heavy. Like that's not, that's not it, fair to you either. So I, I wasn't honest about it. And now I am being honest about it. Yeah, he's leaving. And I know this is going to be a really good thing for me and even good for Josh. Like as, if he is part of Josh's life, it's going to be really good for Josh because he won't be in that negative environment. But um, yeah, he's pulling up now. So. <laughs> On that note, let's wrap. No, just kidding. <laughs> A good thing for me but it's also really sad it's a chapter yeah. of life that's ending and it's very sad and it's and scary it's, it's change and that fear is what's triggering our the anxieties that so many of us deal with and it is just getting through it and and allowing yourself to be aware and intentional about how you navigate it if you just flounder and allow it to take you wherever it's going to take you you're not going to like the place that you end up and you might get a lot further down below where you want to be than if you were more aware and do a little bit of self inventory and honest recovery of yourself of, of really what you're feeling and allow yourself to, to deal with it. <laughs> like, also, You know, recognize, I think one of the biggest things for me and what helps me get on the path of healing again is to recognize what our triggers are because we just you talked about jess you talked about you i talked about me we just showed three very different ways of how we experience anxiety anxiety is an ugly beast right like people experience it different levels and different ways so to recognize one of the weird things that my body does and um i didn't recognize what this was in the beginning but years ago when i would travel I would feel like vibration. My body would vibrate. And I'm like, I remember saying to my mom one time, can you feel the elevator coming up? And she was like, no. And now I recognize when my body starts to vibrate a little bit, that is an indication that I am starting to feel anxiety. That is one of my first warning signs. So when yeah. we first start, when we recognize those warning signs, then we can get on top of them pretty quickly. So we can that's that yeah yeah i i felt crazy travel anxiety because i get travel anxiety like is my bag gonna be there but like my last trip i was pacing my my hands and feet were sweating out like it was it was intense and i i can say that i've never felt that extreme of travel anxiety and i was even going in and doing some and that's so not like me but med guided meditation for the for the fears that I was like I'm wearing off on you. I know, look at me, but these are tools that I know work. And a lot of people do need medications. And maybe that's not, you know, whether it's daily or whether it's episode needed or, or as needed. Like there is times in your life that just like our kids, like we talked about medication game, that we need that extra help of medication. And you need the help of a doctor and a therapist. And there are 
things that we can't just take on to ourselves. So make sure that if you are in a dark place and you are trying to utilize all these tools yourself, be sure to reach out and talk to somebody, get the help that you need because you don't have to stay in this dark place. And, and certain, everybody also deals with that differently, right? So counseling will be great for some people. Some people won't feel comfortable in counseling. Meditation will be great for some people. Medicine will be great for some people. We all have different ways to deal with this. Exercise is great for some people. Like there's different exercise and diet, honestly, guys, is, is good for you in general. Yeah. But but there are different ways to deal with it. So if medicine's not your jam, it's okay. If you need medicine, it's okay. Right. Like, no That's what shame. I was trying to get at, that there's no shame yeah. in anybody's game of how they cope and, and, and deal with it. But don't, but be proactive in the recovery of, of being aware and knowing what's going to work for you so that you have tools in your tool belt ready when you do see the signs like michelle was saying that you know that was her first indication like oh this is this is a precursor of what's about to happen so now i'm aware of that so let me take a tool out and oh that didn't work okay let me try this tool and at least have some steps that allow you to kind of for me that would give me control over the situation, which will calm me. <laughs> and also find things fun. So we're going to be airing this a couple weeks later. But roller you... skating, Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, you're going. Right? So I got a pair of roller skates. And <laughs> I, 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 you. I got a lot of comments <laughs> on Instagram about these roller skates. So I got a pair of roller skates. And I'm telling you what, I turned on like Janet Jackson yesterday when I got the roller skates. And I'm like singing nasty boys, like pretending like I'm 12 again at the skating rink and find something fun and something that makes you laugh, something that's silly, because that is also going to take that edge off um, of your anxiety. Like make yourself laugh, enjoy life, dance around the house. I, I literally dance with a broom sometimes when I'm cleaning and I like sing into it like that cliche crap that you see on movies. I do it and it's really fun and it makes yeah. me giggle. <laughs> and that's what something I find because I'm typically at that level. Like I'm a little bit louder, goofier. I shine a little bit brighter. And when I'm going through anxiety and depression, I feel like I really lose that. And I have to be more intentional about allowing myself to loosen up, have some fun, joke around, I'll, like, because you have to be intentional about it. It doesn't come as naturally when you're not feeling it. Like, it, it, it is hard. Have you heard of the song Roller Skates by Steel Pulse? Will you please do a video and post it? Have you danced around oh. to that song for me? <laughs> it's one of my party garage songs when we're drinking. We usually always play Roller Skates by Steel Pulse. So please do that. <laughs> And you know what's funny is I didn't realize when I got the skates, but when I put them on yesterday, they light up. <laughs> I, I have that. light up roller skates. I'm 45 <laughs> years old. Yes, I love, I love it. it. <laughs> but find those things that bring you joy and bring you light, and just like I said, let those tools be there for you. Be aware, be intentional, and just know that there is help. There is coaches, there's therapists, there's self-help books. There's, I mean, there's so much out there, but if you just allow yourself to sit in it, you're not, you're not growing through it. You're not moving through it. You're not learning from the situation that you might be in that will allow you to live a better fulfilling life. Not to say that you won't deal with anxiety and it will heal you, but it'll give you a better way to cope with it. Don't get lost in it. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hang out with us and be a guest on our show, you can go over to our Instagram page. So this is Holland podcast. 
go to our bio and there'll be an application there. You can also find Donna at Determined Donna on Instagram, or you can find Michelle at Michelle Finn Coaching on Instagram. Have a great day.